Dave Softy Muller. All right, 12.50 on a Martin Luther King Jr. Monday. Right here on Sports Radio KJR, 9.50 a.m., 102.9 FM. On the inner tube at sportsradiokjr.com on the Google. Uh, let's welcome in a guy that uh, knows a thing or two about uh, the trade the M's just made. At least the M's are reported to have made this deal. Nothing official yet, by the way, from either the Yankees or the M's, but I'm sure we all expect it to come down. Jason Churchill from prospectinshider.com with us on the air. How are you, pal? Not too bad, not too bad. Big uh, big weekend, big day, huh? Yeah, big day for you, Dub. And let me uh, let me answer your question, by the way. You, just, uh, you were asking me on Twitter about uh, Tosh being the defensive line coach and the run game coordinator. That's defense, right? Right, exactly. Uh, I think when you're when you're paying a guy, my my gut is that when you're paying a guy as much as I assume the Huskies are paying him, you have to add another title or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that, that sounds that sounds like that works. Why doesn't that work in baseball? Uh, like what? Like a guy would be like the the stolen base coordinator or the uh, I don't know the uh, catching fly balls and the gap coordinator. What are you talking about? Those are a hell of a lot better than what I had. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let let's first of all just get your take on the trade. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down? Like or don't like? I think it's a thumbs up. They did give up a lot, and I know that's the concern. But you you add a bat like Jesus Montero. I mean, it's exactly what you needed, and you have him for six years. And yep. the first three years are for basically free. Okay. Tell me more about Montero. What is it about him that you like? Oh, he's got power to uh, to all fields. Really, can go right center to all the way over to down the left field line with with big plus power. We're talking sixty, sixty five, maybe even seventy power on the twenty to eighty scouting scale. That's the guy who can have thirty plus home runs even at Safeco Field. Right. Uh, the fact that he can go the other way with power, you know, a little bit like an Edgar Martinez or an Alex Rodriguez. You know, Safeco's not going to kill him. I mean, maybe he he'll lose a few home runs, but he's going to hit. He's going to hit for some average too. He's a guy who can hit two eighty or better. He's not a two forty two fifty guy who's just a slugger he can hit he's not going to draw a ton of walks but he also limits the strikeouts enough to believe that he can hit right there in the middle of the order number three number four number five depending on who else they add to the organization over the next year or so he is um probably the second best power hitting prospect in baseball right now he is technically still a prospect even though he had a call-up in September with the Yankees last year, probably right behind Bryce Harper yep. in that category. So, you know, whether he can catch or not, you know, most people say no. Everybody that I talk to says no long-term, definitely not a catcher. But, right. you know, it doesn't really matter. He His bat's good enough to, to fit in a DH if that's where he needs to be. He can learn to play first base, and his bat plays there as well. But if he can catch a little bit, it's a big bonus, and I do expect him to catch some in 2012. Yeah, I, I was I was asked that same question on, on Twitter today about where this guy plays, and I, I, I got to assume, Jason, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I got to assume that the Mariners will at least give him a chance to prove or not prove that he can catch. Sure, and even if it's just for this year or parts of the next couple of years and he catches 40, 50, 60 games, every day that he spends behind the plate catching – and not killing you defensively with his bat in the lineup is a bonus. And a lot of people are saying he has to catch for this to be a good deal for Seattle. I don't buy that because yeah. you look yeah. around the league right now, and there are dozens of really good high upside potential starting pitchers in the league, just like Michael Pineda, the Matt Latos of the world, Jeremy Hellickson, Matt, Matt Moore. There are tons of those guys out there. There really are. I mean, people think, oh, we need pitching, we need pitching. Right. There is a lot more of that out there than there are the Jesus Monteros of the world. So if you have to pay a dollar and a quarter to get a dollar so you can bring a hitter in here, then you have to do that. 
and I think this was the right move for the Mariners. Well, I I, I totally agree with your take on catcher or DH. I mean, to, you know, to me, it, it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent about the bats, and 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 that should be what your focus is. I mean, if he turns into Edgar Martinez at DH or David Ortiz at DH, then hey, that's great. You know, I I, I got no arguments with that whatsoever. And if he can play the field, it's only a bonus. Now, Michael Pineda, obviously, you know, tell me more about about why it made sense at this point to trade him. I mean, obviously, you feel like you have some depth in the minors at at at, at the uh, at the mound, but you don't have a depth or, or a great plethora of uh, of all star caliber pitchers to to just part with. Tell me about why at this point in his career it made sense to move Pineda. I think it was just all about Montero and getting that kind of a hitter in here. The cost just happened to be Michael Pineda. And like you said, they do have depth in the, in the minors. Two guys in James Paxton and Danny Hulton, both left-handers, are within a year or so of the big leagues. There's a chance that they see the big leagues very early in 2012. It really sets the Mariners up for 2013 and 2014 to have Felix, Hulton, and Paxton at the top of that rotation, including you know other guys that they add between now and then. They're certainly not going to give up on starting pitching just because they have it in the minor leagues. Right. At least you have young, inexpensive guys in your system that are high probability. Danny Hulton could probably start this year in the big leagues and give you number three or number four quality innings, you know, 180 innings, maybe even 200 innings by 2013. Because the Mariners know that they don't have to contend in 2012. Now, that's certainly the plan. And you're never going to get Jack Sorensic on the air to admit they're not planning to contend in any season. But they're really setting themselves up for the future. If you have to sacrifice a guy like Michael Pineda, right. who's a potential number one starter, but isn't there yet and has a career-high 171 innings pitched, hasn't been consistent for a full season in his entire career, there are issues with Pineda that suggest he's not that ace. He's not a future Felix Hernandez. If you have to give that up to get a guy like Montero, you have to do that. And I can't stress enough how difficult it is to land bats like Jesus Montero. When was the last time a guy like that was traded for anybody? It just doesn't happen. You don't see bats like that unless they're coming up and getting expensive in arbitration or free agency is pending. You know, Guys like that don't get traded, so yeah. it does cost a ton right. to get those guys, and that's why they had to package Campos in with Pineda. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Campos because this is a guy that, I mean, for a young kid, and obviously it's a ball, who knows where his future is going to go, Jason, but 85 Ks to 13 walks. I mean, just stop right there. That number just jumps off the page. 85 Ks, 13 walks, and 81 innings, 2.32 ERA, number five prospect by some people's rankings in the system. Uh, is there a little bit of you that's a little bit freaked out about in uh, including Campos in this trade, or as you said, was that a necessary evil? You know, clearly it was necessary. To, they they wanted to get a major league pitcher in return because they were giving up Pineda. They wanted, I'm told, Ivan Nova. That wasn't going to work out, so they settled on Hector Noesi, who may be. You know, a little underrated at this point. And if it took Campos to get that, who's three-plus years away from the big leagues, and there's still a lot of risk in there with Campos. He just turned 19 years old. Injury is always a big concern with young pitchers. You don't know how that's going to work out. But it's not like they traded, again, another future Felix Hernandez along with Pineda to get Montero. He's probably a number three starter in the future, has a chance to be a number two. I saw him several times up at Everett. 
last summer, has pretty good stuff, a pretty good slurvy breaking ball that, that gets some swings and misses. He sits 90 to 92. I've seen him touch 95 or 96, but he's going to settle in the low 90s there. And he has some issues with his delivery that he needs to clean up, but the velocity is pretty easy, good command, good control. So they did give up some value there. Yeah. But again, they have three plus years to replace that guy in their rotation. What do you uh, give, give me a thumbnail sketch of what this rotation looks like this coming April? I mean, with, with Pineda gone, obviously Fe- uh, Felix and Vargas are locks. Uh, Blake Bevan, Iwakuma, Furbush, Holtzen. Tell me about one through five, your prediction for this uh, rotation come April. I think as is, if they don't make any further additions, which, you know, is entirely possible, it's still fairly early in this. I mean, we're just the middle of January, yep, still yep, right. a month before they report to spring training, and all kinds of things can happen even once spring training starts. But you're looking at Felix Vargas, and then after that, it's, it's really three guys that stand out. It's Blake Bevan, it's Iwakuma, and it's Hector Noesi. I can't see a, a rotation starting the season where Noesi isn't in it, especially after having to give up uh, Pineda and Campos to get him. Yep. He's certainly a guy that they're looking at, in my opinion, to be in that rotation somewhere. I think he fits in really good at the number four spot ahead of Blake Bevan and possibly behind Iwakuma. I'm not really sure what Iwakuma's health status is going to be coming into the year. He was healthy enough for him to sign, so I guess we'll see that play out in spring training. Where Danny Holton and James Paxton come into play? Mm may depend on how the club wants to attack that. Do they want to burn a year of service? Do they want to let those guys get closer to arbitration by using them early in the year? Or do they want to toss them down in the minors where they can continue to monitor their workload and call them up in June or July? I mean, that's a big question right now. I think if the Mariners were ready to contend, I don't think those things would matter. I think if Holton was one of the best five starting pitchers in spring training, he'd come north with the club, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Got it. All right. Uh, Jason, as always, great job. Uh, appreciate it. Good insight, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. You got it, Dave. Thank you. All right, Jason Churchill.